Kia welcome to another deep dive on the podcast and it was an absolute treat and privilege to have Amanda Kunene on the show this week. Now Amanda, she plays the lead role currently of Nala in the Lion King International Tour. Saw her myself live when they were in Auckland, New Zealand and an absolutely phenomenal uh vocalist, uh, performer, musician, all of it. And in this podcast, we talked about her journey into that role, but just her journey in general as a musician, as an artist, as a performer, how she got into it, um, and what it was like in the early days as well. So this one's a really, really fun episode. You're going to love it. She's awesome. Uh, Lock in. have an accent you yeah know. yeah you sound cute yeah what's yeah. the accent what's the we're, we're live by the way amanda welcome to the to the podcast <laughs> straight into it uh we love it but what is the accent because i mean i know the south african accent i'm not going to try but almost sounds, it, it also has almost like uh i may be completely wrong and i'm not trying to be offensive in any way but it, it has almost like a a, a uh, an English undertone to it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Almost like a British English undertone to your to the accent. So I'm like, oh, okay, it's it's not so much Australian, but like it's unique. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I if can kind of identify. I'm holding a pen, right? We say pen. What yeah. would you what, what 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 would you say? What would you say? Pen. Is that was that the same? Pen. Pen. Because people say we sound like we're saying pin, like, you know, like a pin. Oh, like a pin. Yeah. But I guess the uh, English way would be pen, right? A pen. Yeah. 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 Funny. There's funny, some, funny. Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. Well, where I'm from, Amanda, on the North Shore, when you were in New Zealand, I don't know if you came over to the North Shore, but there are South Africans everywhere. Some of my best friends are South, uh, South African and come really? have come over here with their families. Um have, have you noticed that, like, growing up in SA? Whereabouts in SA did you grow up? In Durban. In Durban. Okay. Yeah. Where's that in relation to Joburg? Um, Johannesburg would be an hour, close to an hour flight. Um, that's northern South Africa. Yeah. Um, it's not that far from Durban. Durban is more on the east coast of South Africa in a mm. province called KwaZulu-Natal. Mm. Um, so that's by the beach area in the east. We by the east coast. Durban oh. is the city, yeah. Wow. And and how, what what would you how would you describe Durban? Growing up in Durban and growing up in in SA. Man, growing up in Durban, I I think that's the reason why I was I felt so comfortable being in Auckland in New Zealand because wow. it's by the beach. Um, <laughs> but Durban is very relaxed. Um, it's not a city that's kind of busy, like in Johannesburg, which is pretty in the northern um, South Africa. Um, and just living in South Africa, I'm proudly South African. And mm. um, I will forever love uh, my country. And um, growing up in Durban, in the province where Zulu, my culture, um, is Isi Zulu. So that's where you'll find um, the indigenous Zulu clans in mm. Durban. Um, so... Yeah, I would say Durban is pretty relaxed. It's sunny there. Um, it's by the beach. And people are really, really cool, laid back. And there's no rush. It's, yeah. it's, it's pretty fresh there. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that because um, I'm, I'm really keen to hear 
how you how your journey and what you're doing now like started. Yeah. But right. a lot, I, 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 I just, I am curious because a lot of people I speak to from that are from South Africa talk about how yeah. they, with with respect from where they were, how they got out of there or they got out of the place they're in because it was maybe not so safe, right? Like areas in mm-hmm. South Africa. Um, and I, I just don't want that for people listening. It's nice to hear that alternative of like, that's actually not the whole country is like those maybe yes. pockets of danger, I guess. Yes. Yes. Um, cause, cause how, what, what is that? What, what would you say when there's pockets of places that are maybe not so safe? What, what does that even mean for, for your country? For my country? I mean, like, um, Traveling around the world, I've also noticed that there is no perfect country. There are certain areas that you wouldn't want to, you know, enter mm. um, due to um, the crime or it just being generally not safe. Mm. And um, it's unfortunate that um, we are, South Africa is um, got this reputation of being one of the unsafe countries, top 10 in the world, due to the crime and stuff. But um, there's such beauty in South Africa besides mm. the crime, but it is something that um, we're known for as well, um, for having a, a very high crime um, rate. Um, yeah, so there are different areas, like especially in Durban. Um, there are areas that you just wouldn't, I wouldn't want to take. Well, that's the same in New Zealand, the same in Auckland, yeah. you know, for sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there are pockets of, of, of areas where I would say will be a no-go zone. Um, <laughs> and there'll be areas where um, it'll be okay cool. for you to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, the reason I, the, the other reason I ask is because I'm, this is a, this podcast goes anywhere, Amanda, and you're, we've gone there straight away. Um, yeah. None of that surface level chat. Let's just dive in. Because I, yeah. I, 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 d- I really don't like when people paint like a place or a, or a person or a, or a culture or anything with a, st- with a stereotype or, or, or a narrative mm-hmm. that is actually not true. Can, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's only one side of the coin or it's only one aspect of everything, you know? Um, Cause you're right. South Africa is a beautiful place, beautiful culture. And um, yeah. me and my flatmate, actually, we, we really want to go um, and do um, and do South Africa. We actually, yeah. we, we love to visit. Um, but that was our gut reaction. Where do we go that's safe, you know? But um, yeah, it's not the whole truth, you know? Yeah. I, I would say, I would advise you, when you do plan to come to South Africa, rather it be an individual who knows the place and who would know where not to take you. Um, but that's also one of my prayers and hopes um, as a country that there will come a time where crime, I wouldn't have to stress so much about crime you know, in South Africa. Um, like I said before, there is no perfect country, but um, please, by all means, go with someone that knows the place. If, if there's a certain province you want to head to, like for example, Durban, rather get someone who knows the province that you're going to be in, who will say, okay, no, Brad, don't go here. Let's not go here. Let's <laughs> rather go there, you know? Um, but yeah. Wow, that's, that's cool. That's cool because I think the other thing too is, like I remember 2010, there was a uh, what was it, football World Cup and yeah, South the Africa. World Cup, yeah, yeah. That was so cool to see. Like all these um, are they called Fufuzela? Is that what they're called? Yes, yes, the Fufuzela. I've never heard anything like that in my life listening to them. And I and I'm in my old flat actually we had one and they were so loud and so yeah, <laughs> so pretty um, piercing, right? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like your plastic version of a trumpet. It's pretty piercing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but it was beautiful <laughs> just hearing like all these like horns sounding things yes. going off in the yes. stadium, you know? Um, but yeah, like, what would you say to people that don't know South African culture? What, what would you say? Like, what would you say if you had to describe it? Um, describe your people, especially from where you're from. Yes. How would you? How would you? How would you describe um, you? I would describe. I would describe South Africa as a fruit salad. <laughs> I love me some food. <laughs> I would say honestly, like a fruit salad. <laughs> You've got different races, different cultures, um, different traditions. Um, oh wow! Um, South Africa is. There is no other country like South Africa. Um, mm. I, I don't think you'll ever find a country that has so many different languages for one, um, different cultures and traditions for, you know, for second and um, our landscapes, um, the people there as well. I, I know a lot of um, friends of mine who are not South African, when they do come and visit, they say, there's no place like South Africa. You've got your safaris if you want to be, you know, um, by the jungle, you know, mm, mm. Um, or the safari. We've got the resorts, we've got the beaches, we've got the mountains, we've got everything, you know. It, it is, um, as time, um, as the years go by, getting um, certain cities are pretty westernized, mm. um, but we still keep to our roots with certain areas. Um, South Africa has people who are... South Africa is a kind country, I must say. We are kind. Yeah. We are welcoming. Awesome. We, 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 we live by this uh, motto, umuntu, umuntu, umgabantu. You, you are who you are because of the people around you. So we're like a community that just likes um, looking wow. after one another. I you know, um, being with one another. Like for example, if you are brought up in the Emalokshin, um, which is your townships, or um, you would say your... Um, not really so much your projects, but just to kind of like make you understand mm-hmm. um, where, for example, um, I could be a mom and I would leave my children with my neighbors who would either be like a, a second family yeah, you know, yeah. who would look after one another. We're all about looking after one another, community, family, togetherness, um, sticking together, being there for one another. Mm. Um yeah, so South Africa, like I said before, is more like a food salad. Different yeah. races, different cultures. <laughs> we try to appreciate and and um, we're really accepting as well as a nation. Mm. Um, as much as we do have our um, faults in different areas, either it could be politics or whatever it may be, but um, all in all, we're a country that really cares for one another and cares for those who come in. A lot mm. of people find refuge refuge to South Africa. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would oh. say South Africa is like a fruit salad. I love all that. All tasty in different ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. You know, it reminds me because like I've done a, a little bit of traveling and I, I remember going yeah. to Vanuatu, which is one of the, uh, one of the islands. Right. And um, I, what you're describing is similar. Like I remember walking, we stayed, um, I'm not talking like resort Staying, I'm talking like we have friends that live in in in, in the villages, you know. So yes. we, we're stay, we're staying with with the locals, which is what I love. I think a lot of people travel, go to the tourist spots, go to the resorts, and they don't see the whole country or the realness, yep. you know. Yep. Um, but it was the same thing. Like we would be walking through 
to go somewhere and we're walking past neighbors and they're all like hanging out. All the kids are all at the mm. neighbor's houses and um, you walk past and they go, Hey, come, come have some food. And we come and have some food. And then we're walking on and then they're like, Oh, could you come help us fix this fence later? Yeah. We'll come back later. And, yep. You know? And it was just like, wow, I'm in Auckland in New Zealand and I don't even know my neighbors that well. Mm. Like I don't, I know Mike next door and that's it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we, we, we really are about togetherness and helping one another. Your child is my child kind of a community. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. There's a quote. I remember studying when I was studying at uni. It takes a village to raise a child. Yep. You know? Yep. Um, so I definitely can relate to what you're saying. Even um, the yeah. even our, our culture, like the Māori people are very similar, you know, back in, back in the day. Yeah. Mm. You guys are very, very, very welcoming. And yeah. um, I remember mentioning um, it to one of our um, Simbas who's um, from New Zealand, Maharanui, um, yeah. who's currently still with us on tour, which is such a blessing to have him. And, and I was having a chat with his mother, Tiamari, and um, I was just telling her the first day we had our rehearsals. And I just, I don't know, I'm a people's person. So um, I gravitated towards her. And yeah, I was like, you guys are really welcoming. Um, it feels like home. And um, leaving New Zealand for me was the hardest. Wow. This international tour has been going on for four years and we've been traveling around the world, you know. And I've never been so connected to a country like New Zealand because it seemed very somewhat identical to South Africa, just the wow. people. And um. And also knowing that you guys respect and keep to traditions and cultures, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. um, it really felt like home, really did. Oh, well, that's so cool. Yeah. I bet it was, but I bet it was a bit colder than home. Let's put it that way. Man, I was not <laughs> expecting that. I was, I was not expecting that. And when we arrived, I was like, man, it was raining more than sunshine. I was like, no way. <laughs> so by the time we were leaving, and then the sun is out. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, what? That's but what you get when you come so in. I'm going to come and visit. When did you come in? June or July, was it? June. 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 Yeah. That's one of the worst months. Like right now, I've got, I've got a jumper on. We've got the fireplace. Well, it's not on tonight, but. It's raining outside. June June sucks in New Zealand. If you don't like it, it's beautiful. Kind of <laughs> it's beautiful. There were certain days where the sun was out and stuff. And when the sun was out, was I not running outside? Just to, like, experience in my jumper and like the scarf and trying to stay stay warm. But um, yeah, I'll uh, come when it's sunny. Yeah, please do. Well, January, February, March. That's when you need to get here. Um, it's pretty much like South Africa. Very identical mm. child season. Yeah. yeah, well, if we think about the world, I wonder, if, does it go around like this? Are we similar yes, spots? Yes, 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 yes. I don't actually know. Uh -huh. We are? Okay. Well, because, especially for KZN. Yeah, actually, no, South Africa. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Well, there you go. Lock it in. Um, hey, I'm really excited to talk about your journey with Lion King and things like that. But I want to oh. take it back before I do. Right. Because um, I feel like, you know, you've done i'm sure your fair share of interviews you know when you're in your cities and doing your lion king interviews and you get asked the same you know questions yeah. um but i actually am curious where it started in the sense of um you as a performer you know what i mean like because mm. there's people that are 
you know, they always know that that's what they wanted to do. And there's people that stumble right. into it. And there's, there's just the right. range there. Where, where do you sit in that? How, what was that journey for you when it started? Well, you know, my mom mentioned um, that my love for just seeking attention <laughs> began at a very tender age. <laughs> Little did I, I see you. I see you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I started like creating, apparently, I've got a twin sister. No way. Right? Yeah, I'm a twin. We're fraternal twins, so we're not identical. Okay, okay, okay. Um, her cool. name is Ayanda. So it's Amanda and Ayanda. Ayanda. And I used to be the twin sister who dragged my, my sister and um, forced her to sing for the family, right? Yeah. Um. I mean, I like to believe she enjoyed it as well, but this is from like three. From okay, three okay. Maybe a bit forced um, then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I used to be the one who apparently was um, dramatic. Um, no. Yeah. Um, so I was really like, really? Oh, wow. Here we are today. But um, she said, <laughs> I think from the age of six, she put my sister I in um, extra drama lessons um which is very unusual in south mm. africa from the age of five to put your child in extracurriculums right. at age of six in south yeah. africa back then it's it's unheard of and um, i'm really grateful for my mom to have um, raised us as a single parent and you know identify certain things about me and my sister and realized maybe i can help them more with this and that. Let me try and enroll them in this or put them in those classes and this and that. Um, so we did um, drama class um, and I've never left ever since. And um, <laughs> I used to sing and perform and do like performances to the, you know, with the family and stuff. I come from a family where everyone sings and come from choral backgrounds, but um, I was the extra one who always had to add in, choreography i was oh, the one who on. always had to like Get the moves. <laughs> yeah i love it always tell them to like clap like, it's like <laughs> what like you need to clap while i'm standing in front of you yeah 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 switch off the television right there watch me watch me <laughs> yeah so i was that one really forward eh um Racing it. <laughs> from I the age it. of six um so six years old and then from the age of eight i remember telling my mom i want to sing and she was like Okay, I mean, you've been doing that. I was like, no, but for assembly at school, I want to sing on the stage. Um, and by then, the age of 10 at the school that I was in, they would do yearly concerts. Okay. So each grade would have their own, and each class would have their own theme to whatever the show was, and um, would sing songs and dance or whatever nothing major but for me it was a project like I feel as if being very artistic I used to shine through that and um continued <laughs> so I've never stopped being part of choirs from the age of 10 um and then majored in drama in high school it was one of my subjects Love I was that. always in the choir from a very young age and then started um, doing extra dance classes in high school, um, extra singing classes outside of school. Um, and I'm grateful to have had a mother who's always supported that. Mm, mm. 
it was challenging to know that um, or to come to the realities that this is an industry that um, unfortunately um, isn't consistent regarding right. finances. Yeah. Um, and coming from a, a family that's very academic, it was um, really, I would say, almost like a, a risk that I was willing to take regarding yeah. um, my um, financial stability. Mm. Um, but I just majored in singing and acting in high school and um, entered every singing competition, every performative competition in my, you know, in my city in Durban. And um majored in did my degree in music acting and dancing in university um but I always used to do something extra like it wasn't enough I've always been that individual who said what more can I do besides just singing recitals on a stage um can I make it um performative can I I remember in the music department in at the university I was at, um, which is the University of Guazulu Natal, Howard College. Um, the degree that I did was specifically just to sing mm. and um, go for acting and dancing. But um, they never had like a musical theater genre or right. you know, modules. Yeah. So I kind of created that myself. I didn't realize I did, but I... I would always invite audiences to come watch my recitals. Normally it would be just you and the students. And I would ask, can we have an audience? And I'm happy (laughs) that they kind of understood, especially with the singing parts, the the singing module. But anyway, fast forward, I didn't think that I was going to be in musical theater. I really wanted to be a pop star, to be very honest. That's (laughs) so interesting because how do you then, Oh my goodness! How do you then train yourself to sing? Um, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to get the technical language here right. Yeah. But you know, if you're you're you're, is it classically trained? No, it's not classically trained. Like musicals, like theater singing and pop singing, yes. it's completely different. Completely, completely different. So and I, it's like talk singing with- too, right? Like yeah, is that, yes. What's that called? So 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 that's just um. Um, lyrical singing, so yeah. lyrical singing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I get what you mean by by saying your lines, but it will be um, you'll be singing your lines, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if it doesn't really have like a melody to it, so almost like I think of like your Hamiltons, you know. Oh, um, the musical. But, but I understand what you mean. Oh, yes, amazing, mean, right? So to know that, because I'm not really well versed when it comes to musical theater. Musical theater is really new to me. The Lion King was actually my first experience of a musical theater. I've never done it before. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um, hence me saying before, um, I didn't understand back then what musical theater was when I was studying. I created something that was almost like my kind of a musical theater, you know, now looking Mm. back. Mm. Um, Because I love acting. I love performing. I love singing. I love incorporating movement. Um, Yeah, like I said, I just didn't realize that I was actually leading myself into musical theater. I just thought that maybe I was, I don't know. I had to be a triple threat <laughs> yeah, for yeah. some reason. I just had to be a triple threat, right? Yeah. Um, and then musical theater came. Lion King came. It was an offer that I never thought that I would ever be good at. Mm. Yeah. Um, I just finished. The, so Lion King came about. I just finished my honors degree in music, mm. music and performance. And I had just finished 
um, coming out of South African idols. So when oh, The Lion wow. King came, the auditions came, I was like, The Lion King, I've heard of The Lion King. And actually, Nika Fua's wife was my first um, um, almost like um, person that I looked up to who had moved out of South Africa, venturing out into this musical theater experience, mm. being The Lion King. And they had just kicked that um, the show and the production off in Australia, right? So yeah. I was like, okay, there's there's a production called The Lion King. Of course, who doesn't know what The Lion King is? But I did not know that there was a musical called right, yeah. The Lion King musical. Um, and I just was like, you know what? Okay, let's give this audition a try. Yeah. I had my own doubts, being really hard on myself. I'm a perfectionist. Mm. Um, and when they said. Okay, so you came to audition. You've got a song, I'm like yeah. And um, <laughs> I performed, and I sang a song from Hairspray. Oh wow! Um, I've, I've, um, cause I know where I've been. So I've, there's a road, yeah. So that big number from yeah yeah um, yeah. yeah yeah from Hairspray yeah um, by Queen Latifah. So I sang yeah. that song, and they're like, okay, Nala. And then if you gave the script, I, I could not go into the um the auditions and say, hey, I would oh. like to try out Nala. Nope, you came in. It was almost like a blind audition. You wow. you walk in. Um, well, that's how they did the auditions in South Africa. So yeah. I came there. They did say prepare a song. And um, that, that is it. They select a character for you. Deep down inside, I was like, I want to be that Nala. Because oh, I did my research on. and everything. Yeah. Right? And then... um. The auditions took about like close to seven months. Wow. I have not known of something like that before. Like I said, I've never done something this big. And um, I had no idea that they were preparing for an international tour. Yeah. So um, I thought there's only one Lion King, as in there's only one place that you go, which would be Broadway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? Um, I had no idea that there's a West End. There was an Australian um, um, Lion King. And, you know, all the Lion Kings around the world, I just thought it was just Broadway because even when I was doing my research on YouTube, preparing for my auditions, of course, the EPK back then was just the cast from Broadway. Yeah, exactly. I am doing this now a bit. I want to give it a try. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Yeah. And then um, it took about seven months. It was really, really long. Started from May, the beginning wow. of the year. Yep. Oh, my goodness. And ended, yeah. August. And what, what were they doing in that time? What was, is it just rereads and, and, and runs and, and trying out different combinations of people or. Right. So, you know, people, people have different experiences. Each person that I, that I'm in the cast with had a different experience, to, you know, with their own auditions. For me, I can only speak to, you know, for myself. Yeah. I auditioned, I came in one morning, um, auditioned and had to remain um, at the auditions for the entire day. And um, then was informed that, hey, can you come back the following day? About a week, I would come in. And then if you make it, there would be other rounds where you'll be called in to come after two weeks, mm. you know? And then next thing they tell you, the finals are in Johannesburg. And um, that's when Disney came, you know, the whole team. When I was auditioning, Disney was there. Oh, wow. Um, but it was a huge, like, production, like, cameras and everything um and i was like this is really big this production seems huge and i remember just waiting in the finals in johannesburg and just hearing other people's experiences 
auditioning. Mm. It was completely different. different. So yeah. everyone had a different experience. For me, it was completely different from what I know of others having auditions in South Africa. Um, but yeah, I had different rounds almost every week. Yeah, yeah. And then there'll be like a month where there'll be silence. And then they'll be like, okay, come again. And then I remember there was complete silence for about a few months. And they were like, okay, you've made it to the finals. Um, you have to be available for an entire week in Johannesburg. But just know that if you don't make it, um, you'll pack your bags and head back to your city. So that for me, it was kind of like really scary. Yeah. But um, yeah, then auditioned, wait, uh, had to wait for about a few about a, a month and I was busy completing my honors degree anyway yeah so, so you're like, busy okay, as <laughs> always um even if it's not just working but like studying I, I'm a teacher things like that you know besides just performing I like researching and stuff awesome. so um when I got the call back then I had an agent my agent was like oh so I'm uh you've made it to the Lion King like, oh, oh my god oh my god <laughs> And by then, I remember I was oh, um, wow. <laughs> following. Who was I? I, I think I had uh, I'd communicated with um, Nick of his wife, mm, Jocelyn, yeah, yeah. and she was really helping me, like encouraging me and saying, "You've got this." And she was already in Germany doing the Lion King there at that time, so she was very encouraging. And I was really gunning, really hoping for this. Like, I really hope that I get this. And when I got the contract, I was like, oh, yes. And they're like, okay, so you're going to be an Isla cover. I was like, what's the cover? Oh, and they're like, okay, so if anything happens to the principal, um, you will, you know, go and play, you know, play the role. It's like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Wow. So I, I remember just going on the internet, covers, covers. And I remember when I had my first fitting in the Philippines, I was like, what's a cover? Can you please explain? Like, you mean like an understudy, right? An understudy. There we go. An understudy. Sorry. Yeah. yeah cover yeah. is an understudy. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, yeah. So just make sure that you're ready. Because you could be thrown in on stage. Anyway. Wow. Oh, my goodness. And I thought they were joking until mm-hmm. rehearsals. We rehearsed our first um, week in the Philippines when we kicked off the international tour. And I just saw how everything is done. I was like, they really mean it when they say you have to be ready. So I was like, oh, yeah, man, I'm going to really try my best. Fast forward, um, during that whole experience, starting the international tour from the Philippines, um, I really was craving for more. I enjoyed my track as the ensemble because um, I felt like I was experiencing the behind the scenes as much as I was experiencing on stage scenes, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, it made me really um, be at all with the choral aspects of the show, the mm. the the African sounds, mm. you know, everyone's voices together, you know, creating the spirit and the magic of the Lion King, mm. you know. And I'm not saying you don't experience that um, as um, a lead role, but you, I, I'm sitting with different voices and. It, I love that choral work. Yeah. I started off do, being in choirs, so yeah, yeah. It, it was like my comfort zone. Working with harmonies, this and that, and literally every scene, you know, watching the Lion King, it's, it's it's a different scene, and wearing different costumes as the ensemble. We are part of the the scenery, but yet again, we're still the voices, yeah. we're still the characters on that stage. I found it so. Did you get? Amazing. Did you get to do it um, during? Um, uh, um, oh, come on. 
when you walk out with the grass on your head, were you one of those as well? Yes, yes. I was that one looks of the bird like the hard. That looks like the hardest. Yeah. Oh, you one of the bird ladies. Oh, cool. I, I was one of the bird ladies, and I had the. Um, I was also part of the scene with the um, grass heads and the skirts, and man, those are heavy. Costumes. I was going to say they and look heavy. <laughs> no, they are. They really are, and it, it it really echoes that being in this production, you really have to be fit. You really have mm. to maintain some sort of uh, some level of. Um, fitness yeah. as a lifestyle oh, um but um yeah to know that um as much as i was part of the ensemble it is the most vital role as well because we are on stage more than just the lead roles because when you don't see us on stage we're in the wings still singing supporting the actors yeah. who are on that stage you know there's so much and it really intrigued me so um and funny enough, I still wanted more. I wanted more. So um, while being part of the ensemble, um, I would do dance classes with the, the dancers um, at work because some of them are professional teachers, you know, who mm. teach dance. And, mm. you know, I, I would always ask my directors. Um, I kind of felt like, man, maybe I was being annoying. I was like, is there anything you want me to work on? And they're like, um, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> More, more than just the ensemble. They're like that is okay, Amanda. Yeah. Um. Have you tried ballet? And I'm like, no. I majored in African contemporary in South Africa. But okay, let me do ballet classes. So I start attending ballet classes. Oh my goodness. And um, just kind of like prepare myself for when I will be covering Nala. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And of course, I would have the um the rehearsals and preparation for Nala. Um, but the funny thing is I never actually, um, it took a year for me to cover Nala. Yeah. Um, it took a very long time for me to finally perform as an understudy. Mm. And that was just due to like my own, um, challenges. Mm. But, um, I like to believe that it was a preparation. Yeah. I believe everything happens for a reason. I think you're right. Yeah. hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? And, um, I used to be very hard on myself back then. Like, oh, Mandy, like. You really have to work on this and that. And to have had such a supportive um, cast and the creatives, the directors who are so supportive. I'm new to this. There were cast members who've done The Lion King before. So I was really hard on myself. And mm. So when I eventually covered Nala, um, that the preparations for that was so dramatic for me. Yeah. Um, I actually was the last understudy to finally go on stage to cover or to understudy the role everyone yeah. i felt like i was the one that was um the last one because everyone had done it for the entire year yeah. you know performing on stage and i went through my own trials and tribulations but yet, yet again like i said it was a preparation for something that was beyond my own understanding mm. um but when that happened literally in december the lion king started in january <laughs> and they said <laughs> okay we need to get you ready for um your final debut. And I'm like, yeah, it's about time, Amanda. You can do this. You can do this. Come on. And um, they're like, all right. Disney's coming. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, they, they, they come and they visit us. Yeah. And they check they check on the, the, the work and just yeah, the yeah. usuals. Yeah. But there was something in my spirit saying there's something different. Yeah, yeah. It feels, or maybe it was the nerves, right? But I was like, mm, something could be. Yeah, wow. Yeah. 
different. And um, right there and there, I was like, okay, Amanda, all these ballet classes that you've been doing on tour and also extra classes when you're back in South Africa, really this is remember it. all the things that you learned. This is it. And I remember I debuted and um, had a meeting with my directors and they were giving me notes as usual um, and got informed literally a week later saying, so <laughs> we've got an offer for you. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, yes, we would like you to be um, our official lead role. No, I like, what? Oh my goodness. I've got goosebumps now. I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, okay. Um, are you sure? I'm like, are you sure? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we're sure. And um, I had to keep that to myself for a very long time because I was really nervous. I yeah. was nervous. Um, I don't know if it's a normal thing for um, a person to be um, an ensemble member and then be promoted as lead role. Like I said, I'm new to this. So I wasn't yeah. familiar if it's normal or not. And, you know, um, some people would say it's impossible. It never happens, right? Mm. Um, I thought that it would never happen. I thought that maybe I'll be now like maybe five years in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so that's how Nala came about. And I've only played Nala for a year. It's only been a year because of the pandemic. Yeah. Because of the pandemic, wow. it really cut down um, everything. The tour has been running officially four years, but we've only actually been, if I don't, if I cancel <coughs> the breaks, because yeah. we had like breaks in between the tour to go back home and stay home for like four months or like two months, but close to like, yeah, four months in a year. The international tour has been on stage for only two years. That, mean, that means I've only been Nala for almost a year. That's yeah, so crazy. That's crazy. It is, it yeah. is still new. And I know that, which, because here's the thing, you know, you could be Broadway Lion King, you could be West End Lion King, wherever, yeah. Australian Lion King, but you're based in one spot. International. Yes. You're going all over the place. Do you know what I mean? What yeah. what a unique way to also experience portraying Nala, because every audience you take her to, is going to receive it differently and it's different cultures, yes. it's different vibes. Um, what a cool, like a, a unique way to do it, you know? Yeah. And mind you, our, our um, company is very different from any other company around the world because majority of the performers are South Africans. Your principal roles, majority of the roles are South Africans, awesome. you know, which is... Um, Percentage-wise, we've got more South Africans um, on the cast than anywhere around the world. We've got cast and crew, majority yeah. are South Africans, yeah. um, and which makes this tour, I personally feel, extra special. Yeah. Extra special yeah. because we're telling our African story. Our African story, majority of us are Africans in this, you know, yeah. so, yeah. Well, I, I can relate. I can, I can affirm that because... Um, MK, my man, yeah. he was on the show last year and um, and he said when he, because he was an understudy in the UK, I yes. think, yeah. And I remember when he found out he was going to play Mufasa on the international tour, he said the same thing you just said. 
the excitement and the reality of the amount of South African castmates. Um, yeah, put it this way. He was more excited to do the international tour than anything else that he'd done so far with Lion King, you know? Yeah. I mean, who, who gets the opportunity to travel the world? To travel the world, first of all, and to continue telling such a great story around the world, you know, you're not based in one place. So, which makes it extra, extra exciting to be part of this company. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to, you're going to be my, uh, my uh, correction person here for a second. He taught me a okay. word and I, I, I don't know if he was bluffing with me or not. Cause I taught him a couple, <laughs> like I taught him a couple of words like skucks or um, we say chur over here. Or What's up? Oh, bro. He taught yeah. me one. Now, is it uh do you guys say like, Aish, Aish, Aish. Is that something? Aish, Aish, yes, 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 yes. Because <laughs> he said like, it, it yeah, yeah, like, oosh, like, oh, yo, it's kind of like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, Aish, that's nice. Yeah, 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 that's nice. Yeah, I love Aish. that. I love that. Because <laughs> he said it to me when I said something. He's like, Aish, I got you. And I was like, yeah. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> i love that yeah, yeah you guys yeah. are very similar to new zealanders i tell you now we've got similar like mannerisms um mm. so amanda what i want to know is um I-, I remember nick telling me about how he connected with simba mm. and i even mk telling me how he connected with mufasa i don't know if you were in, in the scene around this time but i remember him saying that he couldn't even sing um they live in you because he was getting so emotional and caught up in his ancestry and his father mm. and his mm. just all this emotion that came with what he was doing. How, how mm. do you connect with Nala? You know, Nala, yeah. <laughs> uh, it could be a big question. I know. Nala, you know, originally when I started um, this journey with the Lion King, and I watched the lead role play Nala. I was like, Nala sounds like someone familiar, someone that I know. <laughs> and I was like, you know, my twin sister. She's very feisty and very strong. And um, as much as I was the dramatic sibling or the dramatic um, daughter, I, I'm, I'm very by nature, very reserved. Yeah. And very quiet. Um, it's only doing um, drama and performing arts that has opened my shell, but my, my nature, I'm very like to myself reserved, um, quiet by nature, you know, mm-hmm. um, have my moments where I would just be, ah, you know, but by nature, I'm really, yeah. So Nala <laughs> seems very familiar to me. It's like, ah, Nala's like my twin sister, my twin sister, Ayanda. Yeah. Oh, okay. But um, I connected to Nala so much because I was learning from the character. Um, learning to be brave mm. you know i'm not saying i'm a scary cat certain things i am but this just no yeah nala seemed very very um similar to my sister and um, i felt like when i started the role as nala i felt like my twin sister was with me wow. um i felt like um you know nala yeah her, her role she talks about uh, the character she she's the one that you know, leaves her family and ventures out into the unknown. And as she goes on, she doesn't even realize that she's found the solution being Simba, you know, to go back home mm-hmm. and um, traveling away from home, missing home. Uh, first time being abroad. I've never traveled away from home. Yeah. I've never been away from home for more than three months. 
you know. Yeah. Um, and learning from the character Nala was like having my twin sister near me. I know it sounds very like really, man, it's creepy, but no. I, the characteristics of Nala being strong, very outspoken, very um, strong, it reminded me of my twin sister. So I never felt alone playing the role, um, which, you know, as an actor can be a bit dangerous to make it that personal. But performing um, Nala, it is a very, and I'm, it's interesting that Nick and um, MK feel the same way, that you become very um, in tune with the character, very emotional. And mm. um, <sighs> Nala is, there's a part in the, in, in in Nala's um, song where she communicates with her ancestors. It's very, it's very, very much like being at home and, you know, being yeah. proudly Zulu, being proudly um, um, African and South African um, and the story being African, um, telling the role of Nala to people around the world um, becomes like um, second nature in a sense that I'm telling a story of my people. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I become very, very emotional with things like that. There are moments where I actually break down and cry, you know, and also to know that we sing songs that really move and change people, not only for the audience, but within ourselves. Like, um, I know this may be a bit too much, but I just recently lost loved ones and I couldn't be home mm. recently mm. to have lost loved ones within a week after and to not be home to be with my family and to um, kind of like mourn the losses because it was just more, it was more than one individual. Mm. I found comfort in, in the story because the story does talk about loss. It does talk about um, healing, it talks about love and all of that. But I'd found um, almost Nala's become like my therapist. <laughs> wow. No, that is so <laughs> profound, but so beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, it's kind of um, beautiful, can be really heavy playing the role because um, there are moments where I lose it on stage mm. in a beautiful way. Like mm. if you guys are crying on stage, hearing me sing Nala, can you imagine how hard it is to be like, and when did you, you know? Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm trying not to think <laughs> of all the things that's currently happening in my life right now because it's so identical to leave home and not be able to to be home you wow. know when times are rough but um yeah it's really really spiritual playing the role very spiritual telling the story as well more than just putting on the mask um i go through a, a, a complete physical and emotional journey when i play the role of nala mm. um i do believe that i'll be doing injustice if i just gave you guys the lines with yeah. the choreography and just sang the song to deeply unpack each and every scene. That's that's just me. That's how I am as an artist. Yeah. I need to go beyond just saying the lines, singing those lyrics, dancing that choreography. There has to be intention as to why I move this way. You know, keeping to the notes of my directors and choreographers, and also just bringing Amanda, Amanda's interpretation. Yeah, to yeah. Wow. People play this role beautifully. I've got amazing understudies. You know that I've I've been really blessed to have watched them and been oh you know to be like wow I never thought of playing it like that but this is your interpretation and I love it you know yeah, which brings yeah. tears to my eyes just the same as I was fortunate enough to watch other Nala's who played the role before I became Nala you know so it is for me a very um, emotional and physical 
spiritual um, um, process every day. Some people, let me tell you, Brad, like I don't really go out as much mm. because when I leave that stage, I'm finished. Like I'm completely finished. You know, I really admire my colleagues who are able to like really um, sightsee here and there. When I, when it's time for work, you will not see me, darling. You can, I'm in my room. <laughs> I am home. I'm work, I am <laughs> home. Because if you knew the journey that I'm going to be going through, but time, I sit on that chair and transform into Nala. It doesn't happen on stage. It starts from the time the makeup yeah. touches the skin. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I'm beat. I am done by the time I am finished work because I like to just um, really fully give my all to the world. So it is very much emotional for me spiritual physically just um engaging in the character some people would be like that's, a, that's quite a lot Amanda but um that's my actor's choice yeah and that's I love my it performative choice it's it's totally do you know why do you know what I love about it it's authentic yep. and relatable and organic and I, wow so I haven't I I don't know if you've just assumed or, or, or you don't know because I haven't said yeah, but I I went yeah. to the show when it was here. Um, when you were in Auckland, um, we me and my whole f- oh no, not my whole flat, my flat, um, and about there was about twelve of us. We came on the Thursday yeah. night opening. Well, it wasn't opening night. It was like your first show, but your opening was a Saturday, but it was a Thursday. Uh, it was something like that. Okay. Went yeah. Thursday. Then I was like, there is no way I'm not coming again to this because this was this was that was just. And we had real bad seats. We were like right at the back. <laughs> I was like, I, I need to come and experience this again. And even for me, you talk about um, Nala's journey. Like, like I was, I'm a teacher, but my hometown is about two hours away from Auckland. So I've had right. that similar of leaving home, family all at home, living in this new city, creating new friendships and family. Um, and I, I was just connecting with that as well. Like um, I actually brought my parents to the last show. I came again to the last show and my parents, I brought them up to Auckland and we went to the show. The evening show? Yeah, that sun. It was, was it yeah. a Sunday night or something? Sunday, yeah. Yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard you guys were doing the circle of love out the back before the, yes. the final performance. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It was beautiful. But like my my top three moments of the show, one is obviously you can't go past um, Rafiki at the start, the opening line, right? Yeah. Um, Nick swinging out. As, as Simba, especially like yeah. a Kiwi, a Kiwi, um, Samoan Kiwi doing that was like, oh, but my oh. third was, was, um, Shadowland, that whole piece is like goosebumps, you know, oh, yeah. you know, that line you deliver, I, everyone I talk to, everyone says the same thing. Um, I can't sing, so I won't sing it, but, um, you know, when you go right up the front and you sing that, Sabuyabo, that, that yes. line. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, just take me now, Lord. That was like, <laughs> I couldn't even like, it was like chills, oh. you know? But do you know what I reckon made it more so was that you weren't just singing it, you were living it. Mm. You know, you were, you were, you become your art in that, in that mm. scene. It's very philosoph- philosophical of me to say mm. that. But do you know what I mean? So from an yeah. audience member, yeah. I'm a, a that, I, you, you, exactly what you said. It was the impact we I well for me personally I had watching that, you know? Thank you. Thank so you well so done. Much. 
Wow, thank you. <laughs> Goosebumps. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. You. What a what a and the honestly, you went you were here, and then and then you just I don't know where you reached that next <laughs> note from, but it came from somewhere. <laughs> I know where you it takes that a from. lot of energy. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. What well, is, is oh, that? Man, is that I'm your? Happy. Is that your favorite to perform that bit, or is there other parts of the show that you're you're more so, more so enjoy partaking in? Um, I love Shadana because it's very personal. Mm. Um, of course, but there are many um songs that I love. Like I'm obsessed with um. One of you know, actually the entire show, but if I had to be another character, I'd be Scar. So I really love the way that um Scar performs um his um solo performances, the hyenas. Um oh yeah. What else? The hyenas as well. Um, but I love Simba's song as well, his solo. Um <laughs> yeah, I mean back in New Zealand when Nick performed it, and I've been a fan of his for Yes, when I auditioned for the Lion King, my symbol reference, right. him and my current um symbol, Deshaun Young. Yeah, they were my two symbol references. I was like, I would love to, you know, perform with them one day. And I remember just speaking it into the universe. And I was like, Lord, I pray that one day I meet this guy who's busy singing this song because I was crying with my mom watching off my <laughs> laptop. <and> like, <laughs> the way he sings it, you know, and um, his solo. Um, but man, because um, that was a last minute thing. That was a last minute thing. Like I, I remember Nick telling me he was in Dunedin. No, he was somewhere. He was in South Africa. He was. No, in South he Africa was. At that time. He was. Yeah, and he got the call because yeah. Deshaun had had some stuff there to go deal with, and yes. then. So for you, you weren't even planning to be with Nick, and then you must get a call. Hey, Nick's your Simba. They sent an email oh, yeah. to the entire company. I was like, this is a joke. There is no ways. There is no way. There is no way. And I tried to call my mom and I realized, <laughs> oh, they're fast asleep. I can't contact anyone, right? And I remember just sitting in a quarantine room and I just cried. I remember just crying. I'm like, three years ago, I was in <laughs> South Africa. I was auditioning for the Lion King. Yeah. And I looked at his video on YouTube and I was like, I want to work with him one day. This is insane. Oh my gosh, I did not expect that. And when I met some of it, the men. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. Um, but yeah, the way Nick performs his solo, Simba, just that. Come on. One of That's my favorites. True. And he lives in you. He lives in you with um, Simba and Rafiki. Oh, mm. oh man. So oh good. man. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the ones where I'm literally crying on the floor. Oh, we were all my the first time we came to the show. We were all we all. I'm not, you know, I'm I, I'm not at all af- afraid to be vulnerable enough to say that we. There was yeah. a few tears shed that night, and definitely when you hear that, himanyama, himanyama, it's like, mm. oh, here we go. Because that's not even a big song in the animated movies. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yes. in the second one, but it's not like a hallmark song that people nope. n- know. You know. But when you, if you know, you know, that's the gem. Exactly. Yeah, yep. no, there were definitely, definitely some tears there <laughs> from uh-huh. us in the audience. Um, oh, and even man. when Nick, well, Simba sings that, um, that kind of his song comes down and he goes, I know that the night won't stand, that the stars will 
shine or rise. Um, I even personally, I was having a hard time teaching. It was a had some difficult, difficult kids mm. last year, and it was like in the middle of this mm. busy, busy season at work, and I just like, gosh, how am I gonna? How are we gonna get through this term? Still mm. six weeks till holidays. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But um, that line was like true. The night yeah. won't. The night won't. Um, last. But the sun will rise. Yeah. 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 yeah but the, eventually the sun will rise. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Crazy. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's a beautiful scene by Simba. Beautiful. And it's beautifully performed by, by the Simba who've been playing the role. Yeah. 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 So cool. And now you're in Taipei, right? Yes. I'm currently in Taipei. The season hasn't begun yet. So um, I've been in quarantine, came out of isolation last week, health isolation. You're the quarantine queen, eh? Quarantine queen. <laughs> like I, all of you are like quarantine country, quarantine yep, yep, country. Quarantine. And it's not easy because every country um, has its own rules and regulations. Right. Um, but now we're back um, in Taiwan. We've been in Taiwan before um, and we start rehearsals next week. And then opening night will be in two weeks time. We're only here for two weeks performing. What? But it feels like, a, yeah. So I've literally had a, a month break to myself, which is unheard of. <laughs> unheard of. I'm seeing every sightseeing that I can because I never get the opportunity to do that when I'm on tour you know yeah. when I do it's a Monday that I am really pushing to go yeah. out because yeah. normally on Mondays it's it's me in my room right yeah, yeah but um it's been such a joy to be able to actually do all the touristy stuff and Taiwan has been the place where I'm literally going out. I was at the beach yesterday and then came back. I'm like, I'm going for dinner with mates. And I'm just like, what? And then they're really doing this. Like, you found me living. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to go back to my routine of just being in my shell again and just preparing for the show in the role. So, yeah. So, Taiwan has been beautiful so far. Um, it's I'm a real short stint, to- though. It's only two weeks. It, yeah, it is. It is. Two weeks in Taipei. And then we move into another city called Kaohsiung. Um, and we'll be there for another month yeah. in Kaohsiung. And then um, I head back to South Africa. Oh, you must be looking forward to that too. I am. I've been away from home for seven months. Wow. So. Is that just a break? Looking- is that just a break or is it? Because here's it's the thing with the international tour, right? Like, it's yeah. not like, hey, you're on the West End until you're sick of the role. You know, it's like yeah. you travel and it's all dependent on that. Do you know that after after where you're going next yes. and you've got your break, you know there's somewhere coming up? Or is it always like you're just waiting to find out, oh, we're going here now. Sweet. Is it, you know? Pretty much that. Yeah. So, um, and because of the pandemic really making things pretty tricky, um, we do get informed um, in time before we leave our home countries to go to the next country, you know? Yeah. So we've got an amazing team and the producers here are on point with letting us know, you know, as to which country is next and stuff. Um, and they'll tell us, you know, way before time to prepare. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll be home for um, almost four, oh, close to four months yeah. back in South Africa. And then we'll be heading off to the next country. Awesome. You you guys better come back to New Zealand. I, I hope it's not a once I would really love that. once in every 20 years you'll come here. <laughs> I would really love for that to happen because 
um, it was the first time the Lion King, the Lion King has come to um, New Zealand. So that would be really cool. That would yeah. be really, really cool. And honestly speaking, it was the best experience. Because it's you different. Guys are amazing audiences. Oh, yeah. are we? Are we? Because I was curious oh, about that. Because I know it was such a big stadium. Like it's like it's a uh, a stadium show, right? It's not like a small yep. theater place. <laughs> Spark Arena is like our biggest <laughs> indoor stadium. Beautiful arena, beautiful arena. You guys, I've never had. I'm like, when we go to different countries, they're different. Like you know, of course, cultures and mannerisms. You know, when it comes to theater, I like to call it theater etiquette. Yeah, yeah, you guys. But I, I feel like at home, at home, when we watch shows and performances, and I, you know, you know, perform an essay, and the audience is like there, very interactive. When in New Zealand, everyone's like every night pumped up, no matter how tired you were. Yeah. By the time the curtain went up the circle of life, and all we heard was the entire arena going, like, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! We're going on! We're going on!" That really and us up like. Yes. Going on for Shadowland, I was already and up from the the act two number, the one by one when everyone the ensemble. Oh, I love it! I love that song. And your guys' reaction from there, I was like, "Here we go, buddy, we're doing this." So yeah, New Zealand audiences the best. Because what's your first line? It's yeah. it's is it when you run I on? Say scar. Yeah, yeah that's right. And, and it goes scar. Nala. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and man, you guys are very, very interactive and um, very response. You, you guys respond so automatically. You'll be like singing, and then I hear when Nick went on, and all I heard was the cheers. It was like, whoa, yeah, this is really big for you guys. And you guys are really a lovely audience. Yeah, you guys are the best. I really hope you can come to New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. Nah, well, we'll, we'll have you back for sure. Um, I, I'm, cu- I'm curious, um, Amanda, before we move into the, like, the last part of the show where we talk about, um, oh, we, like it's the, I want to say fan questions, but listener questions is a better word. Listener questions. Um, it's a hard question to ask because it's such a, I'm a big believer in, um, just like you actually, like, cool, um like God's timing and, um, yes. and n- not, uh, not allowing yourself to be in a box of, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Like going with the flow and where he sends you, I guess. Um, but for your future, like yes. if I said to you, here's a blank canvas of however many years, things mm-hmm. you still want to do and achieve and accomplish and see, what does that look like for you? I mean, you might say, oh, wow. I want to be Nala for 50 years, although you probably would have to transition to Rafiki if that was the case. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like what, what is it for you? Where, where do you want to go with what you, oh, wow. with what you have been doing? Hmm. That's really interesting because no one's actually asked me that. And I really appreciate this question. Um, and I appreciate you guys wanting to ask me this question. Um, now being introduced to this um, chapter that I still deem it as new, being the Lion King, um, I would love to one day um, be on Broadway. Awesome. Um, and there's many more things that I want to achieve besides just performing on stage. Um, 
but I would love to one day be on board with. Even if it's for something else, but that's that, that that's my that that's something I'd really love yeah. love to happen. Um why? Uh why not? Why not Broadway? Why not why not aspire to achieve something that you know that um it can happen? Totally. It can happen. If you believe in yourself, even though it seems really hard at times regarding whatever circumstances you're facing, but um going touching on just a bit on the Nala character. That's what I've learned from playing this role is to be fearless. Yep. You know, so um I would love to do that. And um and as time goes on, I I want to have a farm. I want to have my own farm. <laughs> um, I am a, a like a, like a, a farm, like a, like a like a like a animal farm. Yep. Yep. Come on, why not? Yeah, man. I I I wanna I wanna have a, a plot of land where I will have animals there. Um, my mom um comes from a family where they grow their own foods. Like, you know that that's all she knows growing up. And um, when I hear stories from my mom talking about her mother and her um grandparents, it's like it's not the same now. You know, I'm like yes, there are areas in South Africa we still have farms i mean like we still have a farm as a family but like a lot of people like moving towards the city mm. and um i'm really laid back kind of a girl although some people were like man you'd be looking fancy and i'm like man if you only knew <laughs> if i could just take off my shoes yeah, and yeah. be on the ground be on the soil come on <laughs> i'm that girl yeah yeah <laughs> But um, I honestly have a farm and, and, and live in a farm and um, have my own animals and grow crops there and stuff like that. So that's definitely something that I like eventually. Like, I love you know? that. But um, yeah, let's see what Let's see where it goes. Broadway. Let's just see what happens. But I'm definitely, um, I, would, I would like to be on Broadway. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'd be on Broadway. If, yeah. Sorry, what I was going to say is when you make it, I'm going to be checking my mailbox. <laughs> Tickets, Brad, we manifested it on this podcast here. For the first you don't time have to worry to about flights. I'll, I'll, I will, I'll get my flights, but you get me those tickets. <laughs> Shut up. Are you serious? I would cry. No, I would cry. No, for me, tears will be down quick. I'm a cry baby like that. Man, if that happens, you know what? You'll be the first to know. I'll, 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 if it happens ever, I'll, I'll send you a message. I will. Bang. And then I'll that. be back and we'll talk about it and just share Part with two. everyone in Australia, you know, 100%. in New Zealand. Oh, you almost said Australia there. Oh, that was almost. Yeah, I was like, Australia, no, man. Do we in New Zealand? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we sound similar. My apologies. Nah, it's all good. Hey, um, oh, I love that. And can I just, can I touch on that then? For young performers yeah. listening to this episode, yes. before I get to the, the four questions I have here from listeners, a young, young girl or 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 boy, um, d- doesn't matter where they are in in the world, listening to this. Just the, actually, do you know what? Not even a young person, even if someone in their fifties that has always wanted to pursue. Because yeah. I, I had it in the back of my mind this whole podcast. So right at the start, you said I made a decision to get into something that I knew wasn't f- potentially financially consistent, but I went for it. Um, I, even just circling, like putting that into this question, like what is your advice to them 
who want to make it, who who have tried, who have even had setbacks and gone, okay, mm-hmm. it's not for me then. Um, yeah. yeah. What do we what do we say? What do we say to people that are wanting to just like you, just go for it and yeah. I don't I, know where I, I to wish go someone yeah, I, I wish someone told me um <laughs> just the truth about life that there'll be things that you'll face in life that you will not like. Uh, but um you will soldier on and just you'll climb over that bridge, right? Same goes with whatever you aspire to be. I've learned that um, not everything goes your way. Same thing with whichever career you want to be in. And um, it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. I've experienced so many rejections, even though people may not even believe me when I say it. But um, through the rejections, I've learned to accept myself even more through those rejections that Amanda, you are different. Yes, there will be people who are better than you. Yes, there will be an individual who's more talented than you. But if you believe in yourself that you can one day and just really put in the work, it is putting in the work that gets you to where you want to become. Things don't just land on your lap. If you are that individual, I really am happy for you. Like, uh, man, that, that, that I would say, jeez, I, I wish. But um, just understand that there'll be a time or there'll be moments in your life where things won't go the way that you want to. But it doesn't mean that you must give up. Yeah, yeah. Um, giving up will be um, giving up is too easy. Mm. Succeeding is harder. Mm. Giving up is very easy to give up, but to succeed in something that you put in the work is hard. And even when you reach wherever you want to to be or reach that level, you're still gonna work harder. You know. So basically, what I'm trying to say is, it's never ever easy. Yeah. But if you believe in yourself so much and, and have a, a family or friends or loved ones who are positive and who are supportive, I would say, you know what, stick to it. Stick to that circle of family, um, but um, believe in yourself. Yeah. If you can't believe in yourself, no one else will. There'll be so many people who can, there are so many people who can and advise you and encourage you and really push you, you know, to the right direction. Or if they are aware of your goals, they'll try their hardest to encourage you in saying you can do this to motivate you. But um, it has to come from you first. And I've learned that the hard way, you yeah. know, to learn to accept who I am, one, to really really believe in myself and that can be hard it can be hard because you come across people who may be negative um you come across um experiencing so many no's Mm. before you get that yes Mm. so i would say please by all means um work on yourself yeah your self-esteem um if it's if it's not easy or you don't know how to do that um reach out to people but um start to love you love yourself first believe in yourself 
and um, you will attract. <laughs> I yeah. believe you will attract. You will attract what you want, and and also um, I found a routine of just whatever your routine is spiritually as well. Like for me, prayer, you know, and um, having moments where I dedicate in my day starting. I didn't off, catch that. My Did way. Sorry, that's Siri right there talking to me. Thank Thanks, you, Siri. Siri. Uh, <laughs> She's like, yes, girl. Amen. I'm with you. <laughs> oh, love it. Please. Siri's on board. Yeah. Say, guys, please, by all means, know that there is someone who believes in you. Um, if you don't believe in yourself, just know that there's at least one person who believes in you. It can be a loved one, but um, it also has to begin within yourself. Within yeah. yourself, yeah. That's honestly, that is that is such good advice because it's not your token you. advice, mm. you know. Um, and I can, yeah, definitely. Doesn't matter what industry, to be honest, doesn't have to mm. even be performing. If you want to be a builder, you want to be a a teacher, yes. you want to be a whatever, you know. Yeah. Um you can take that advice of believing in yourself and, and apply it anywhere. Love it. Yeah. I love it. We, we should, we could like, we could do a Ted talk. You could, we could just release that as a Ted talk video, you know, get millions of views on YouTube <laughs> and then we get paid. Um, nah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Give us those ads. Now, nah, Hey, get um, it. we're at the point of the show and it's such a weird point of the show. Cause I, it's, I love it. I love the, I love that there's no, structure to this conversation right yeah because that's what a conversation should be right it, if if we were catching up um in person that, yeah. that's where that's where the conversation goes everywhere and anywhere um but we like to land on this four random questions from people that listen to this podcast that okay. potentially have nothing to hold on oh a couple of them have something to do with what we've been talking about but the other ones okay. definitely don't so i hope you're ready for this curveball amanda I am ready. Um, Bring it on. The first one is, uh, this is a good one. What is your favorite post-performance snack or mid-performance snack, but favorite post-performance snack? You get off that stage, go, you're done. You're finished. What are you eating or drinking? Soup. What? <laughs> a soup. So um, in. I did not expect this... that answer. <laughs> right. Yeah, because um, there are times where I'll have like a meal, but I don't really have like heavy meals after performing because I'm so tired and I just want to sleep. Mm. But if I'm really, really like really hungry, uh, my go-to meal would be soup, just normal chicken soup. Wow. Or vegetable soup. Just with, soup. with bread in there or nah? No, just soup. How good. <laughs> I, I'm stunned. I was waiting for like, you know, I'd, I'll get a chocolate bar or a, or a, <laughs> a something. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. Chicken soup. Heard it here first. Because when I'm tired, <clears throat> I become very, very lazy. Mm, yeah. So I'll just take your pre, pre-made soup. Yeah. How pop good. Pop it in the microwave and ready, go to. Yep. Done. I'll take it. Soup. Heard it here first. <laughs> I love that. Uh, could, can you eat before show? Because I know when I'm. I, I've done yeah. some drama. Um, I used to perform at, at school and stuff, and I could never eat before going on stage because I'll get to just mm-hmm. like that pre-nerve jitter. I couldn't eat like I just yeah. my appetite's gone. But you obviously you can. Yeah. Yes. Um. 
but it wouldn't be something heavy. Mm. Like, um, because I'm gluten intolerant, so I, 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 yeah, I would stick to something. I, I always eat like um, a smoothie, make my own blended smoothie and um, fruits. Yeah, and that would be like two hours before the show. Yeah, but like you'll never catch me eating something literally minutes before going on stage. No, no, no. no. it's just water. Yeah, yeah. No, I am with you <laughs> on that. Nerves. I feel like I'm gonna throw up. Like, yeah, yeah. Do you still get that now, even a year in? Every, every day, believe it or not, every day, man. You know, someone said to me, um, "If you're not nervous." You're not working hard enough. Like, are you serious, Amanda? You 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 dealing with different audience members every single day. Of course, it's going to be nerve wracking, and that's a good thing. I was like, really? Like, yeah. yeah, man. If you comfortable, <laughs> I'm like, Watch oh, out. okay, okay. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I wish I had a screen grab of your face just there. That was golden. Yeah, <laughs> it's true though. Like, if if you're not nervous, do you care? Because I mean, even me, like, mm-hmm. um. I say this with all the respect in the world. Yeah. But right now I'm not, we're not speaking with, you know, for example, you're not speaking right now with someone like Jimmy Fallon or I don't know, some major podcast star, Joe Rogan. I don't know. And I'm not speaking maybe with the most famous actress in the entire world, but I still get yeah. nervous. Like I, this water was full before we started, you know, and it, that waiting moment before you hop on. And I'm like, I'm like, well, are they going to hop on? I've got to make, make it look cool. Like where they come. And it's, and when you get started, it's it's natural and organic, but it shows you care when you get nervous about something. Right, I was, I, I, I was, I don't want to swear on, on online, but I, I, I was nervous. I've been nervous. No, I have. And because um, I care, man. Like, I was like, what? I'm going to be, what? I'm brands like, what? Are, are you serious? Like, <laughs> oh, you were nervous for this? What you mean? Because <laughs> you know, someone would say, "But man, you do. You do interviews like air black all the time. You should be used to this." No, mm-hmm. no. Like it, it's still nerve wracking. Yeah. But because I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to have had amazing hosts. Oh, thank you. It becomes very easy to do it. Like, yeah. Come more relaxed. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah. Oh, that's good then. Oh, that's that's cool. I, I've never really. I've actually never had the thought that. The people I speak with get nervous as well. I've never even had that cross no my mind. Uh, man, if you if if if, if you were sitting face to face, you would have seen my legs cross. Like I am proper like fidgeting under this table. <laughs> I've been fidgeting, right? Until we started talking, I'm like oh, I don't feel like it's like what? Oh, that's good then. Oh, that's like, good. I feel like like what? It's like oh, this is really true. Like yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. That's that's the goal. We've, it's like we've been friends for years. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So yeah, well, that was only one question, and there we go. That's what I love about this this show. Um, okay, here's our second one. Where would you? This is okay. This is another one related to to Lion King a little bit, but where would you want to take the tour? So you go, you get to speak to the big boss at Disney or whoever. Yes. We're taking the tour too, and you can't say New Zealand again because I know you'd want to come back. But yeah. Where would you oh, take the enough. tour? South America. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay. Which South part? America. Like just South America in general? Uh, in general. In general, South America. Or like Colombia. Cool. I don't know if they've ever done that in Colombia. 
I've, well, I don't know either. <laughs> I don't. Maybe. I don't. I don't know. I think. I think so. I think so. Actually, I, this, is, this is a dumb. Okay, no, there's no such thing as a dumb question, but this might be a dumb question. Um, I just thought about this now. You come. You take yeah. this tour all around the place, but yeah. to non-English speaking audiences. But you're an English performance. Yes. How does that work? Yes. Subtitles. <laughs> Uh, on the screen. You've got subtitles, yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Subtitles. Um, but there are um, productions where you have to actually learn the language, you know, so I'm really um, grateful to have been able to travel um, the world, more specifically Asia, um, and they've had subtitles. Yeah, with performing mm. with these subtitles, yeah. But I guess, though, when, when you're singing Shadowland, Nobody, who cares if there's subtitles or not? It's going to get you in the heart, no matter what language you speak. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, but, uh, yeah. But imagine imagine taking this show, if you could, back to Durban, to your hometown, to your home, like your home theatre district or something. Yeah, because they've never done it in Durban. It's never been in Durban. It's wow. been in um, Joburg. It's been in Joburg. Only Joburg. It's only been in Joburg. It's never been in the other provinces yeah if it had to be in durban i think the city would shut down <laughs> yeah because it's a small city i think the city would shut down wow that's awesome that'll be wild yeah that'll be nice because nice. i mean because i mean you know when, when i was speaking with nick afford it's very rare you get someone like nick swinging out to sing um uh, what's this i can't remember his first line but and hukuna matata there's no worries yeah exactly <laughs> In front of his home audience, where he grew up, like mm. not many performers would get to performers would get to say they've had that experience with any mm. show, you know. So I hope you get that chance. Oh, man, yeah, thank you, thank you so much. I really hope so. I don't think there'll be um, your silent moments. I, I, I doubt it. I think South Africans will be so overwhelmed by you know the performances that those scenes where it had to be silent, I doubt it would be. I really think everyone's going to be like, ah, ah, I'm trying to think about Shadowland now. I don't know if there'll be a, a, a quiet audience for Shadowland or like, he lives in you because everyone will be like, oh. Because mm. it's, it's South Africans, the South Africans will be hearing their native languages being sung on an yeah. international scale, like performance-wise, what? Hearing in the and they'll be like, what? They, 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 that Zulu, or that Swati, or that Swahili, we hear our language, I think everyone will go bonkers. What does that mean? Bad. What does that mean? Himunyama, that. Himunyama, um, talking about the lion. Himunyama, no, the, the, no, like the cheats of the spots. Wow. Many spots, multiples of spots, just repeating that, um, and then it being a. I think it also sets the, the 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 scenery of it being a show about animals and stuff like that. Um, so th that's wow. the direct translation. Wow! Yeah. And what brought about? Um, because I remember asking MK what, um, uh, mamela mamela means to listen. Mamela means to listen. Yeah, yes. I remember when he broke that down for me. It just adds so much more complexity and layers to to that performance yes. what about for yeah. you when you have yeah. your big um i wish i could sing just to like match you but i can't but that your but your Aww. your moment when you when you yeah. go into like 
the next realm of the note above. What's that? What is that translation? Gizobuyabo is yeah. um that is in which I'm really grateful to sing in my native language, which is Isizulu, which I find a very it feels like home. You see, I'm singing in my language and I haven't been speaking Zulu for a very long time, being around the world, but that moment I'm just like I'm singing in my language. It means I will return. Because okay. like Nala keeps on repeating, yeah. I will return, I will return. So Gizo Buyabo means I will return, you know, oh, just sick, reassuring sick, that sick. as much as I'm leaving now, I will be back. I promise you guys, I will return back home. Yeah. Mm. Oh, the beautiful. You can tell I'm a sucker for creativity and just uh, musicals and all the rest. I love I it. I mean, Julie Tame and the entire team have done an amazing job, you know, yeah. making this production. If only, uh, it's, if only, because here's the thing, there's the beauty of it. Um, like Hamilton's now on Disney, right? the show yeah and i've watched it millions of times well not a million times but lots of times and i love it yeah i've got a feeling have you not seen it nope it's on disney plus get in there um watch it on disney plus but i would love to watch it live oh right yeah 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 same same yeah Yeah. okay yeah Yeah. same yeah so would i be so cool but um i feel like the lion king will never get recorded you know i feel like it's something that will forever be you got to go watch it live I I just feel like it, it, it defeats the purpose of live performance and all the surprises that the the being in the audience all you see all these surprises like there is no there is no show that has um, interactive um, appearances from the auditorium like no. the Lion King you know things like that where crazy you'll never see it anywhere else yeah is your is I your... doubt that it'll ever be recorded. Well, is your personal, like, you know, you do your international tour, is that recorded for you to watch for, like, footage? For, like, own notes? Or no, you're just given note direction? No, no. Um, it's not recorded, but um, we do have our supervisors, our directors, who will be in the audience and to watch the show. It's, it's, it's basically like your maintenance, just to double check and make sure that everything is still in check. And that's, like, every day. You know, that's <laughs> that's the... I'm not trying to be biased, but that's the quality of the show. Like it has to be perfect every single day because there's a new individual who will come to this show. You know, even if there is a person who's been watching it, but it has to be perfect, you know? So um, we have our directors who will give us notes and watch almost every night. Yeah. That's no pressure. No pressure, eh? (laughs) Man, <laughs> there he is. But hey, but here's the one thing. Like, oh my gosh, I know we're going on tangents here. We've only got two questions left, but I will say, every night you do this show for you, it's the same. Yeah. Every night you mm-hmm. sing the same lines. Maybe you, you do add different things, and I understand that. But ninety-nine percent of it, it's, it's you know what you're doing. <clears throat> but there is mm-hmm. someone in the audience every night you perform every single night mm-hmm. that has never mm-hmm. experienced that before. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It it. Man, it puts a lot of pressure, I feel, for me to know that um, there is someone who's watching it for the first time. And I think that's why um, I give it my all every single day as if it's my last. I perform as if it's my yeah. last because there is someone who's watching it for the very first time. Yeah. Mm, so cool. Eh? It's extra, extra special. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I was actually, because as I said, I went to a couple of shows and they were really all the same. But when you go to more than one, you notice subtle differences and different yes. energies, different energies in the yes. room and different energies in different moments. 
Yes. Um, but I, I said this to MK and he laughed. But there was one night, <laughs> well, because I only noticed because I, I was like, that didn't happen last time. But he like dropped both his swords or something. And he did this <laughs> real graceful move to pick them up again. And it was, it was pretty, pretty gangster. I was like, oh, professional. <laughs> <laughs> didn't notice anything like that with you you were every time the same flawless um similar happened like that to me recently yeah and uh in korea yeah, and- <laughs> what happened can you say um i was in a moment where i was like what in the world just happened, but um, to you guys, you guys didn't see a damn thing wrong with that. No, it did not seem like I was flat on my bottom while sprinting. The shadow man, and I have to go like, and I saw the nonsense out of it because I was like, whoa! But it it it. it so well it fitted so well because i was i was sprinting around the stage like in the choreography as if so, um something was coming uh, like a wall was gonna come towards me and that is the choreography right yeah and um live performance that's a beautiful life performances anything can go anything can happen and um i slipped and i fell <laughs> on the floor and got back it felt like was slow motion. Like it, I, I, it felt like I was on the floor for hours, um, but it was within seconds. And I got back up, and because of exercising, I was just like, "What?" But a quick squat, then sprinting again, and then jumping and sank. Disagreeable. And I remember my colleagues were like, "What in the world?" <laughs> we would have cried on that stage. I was like. The show must go on. The show must go on. But yeah, things like that happen. It happens, eh? Well, that just shows professionalism because no one would have noticed. You could have gone, ow! <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, yeah, but just have to continue. Oh, I love <laughs> with it. Grace. With grace. With grace. Well, look, yeah, I, I think we'll land on this question. And it's, um, it's one I ask every time. I always put it at the very end of the show because it's, hearing people different people's answers is so beautiful and funny and interesting and profound all at the same time <laughs> yeah if you and it's a question you've probably been asked before actually and you know your answers might change over the years but if you could have dinner with three people anyone in the world famous or not famous dead or alive who would you want to have dinner with at the at the same time you're having dinner with three people in yourself I'll start off with my grandfather, my mother's father. Um, he was such an important role model to her. Um, and he's he's the reason why I am. I mean, not that I'm here today, but yet again, yes, why I'm here today is just the way that I, I, I admire my mom so much. And she was raised by a present father who was just loving and supportive, you know. Mm. Um, so it'd be my grandfather. Awesome. And it would be, um, I would love to have a conversation with mm, one of our um, pop icons in South Africa, Brenda Farsi. 
um, who's gone too soon, I believe, and was a uh, a very important um, musical and performative genius in yeah. South Africa, almost like our um, our Janet Jackson of South Africa, or our yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool. um, I'd love Very to. Cool. There are so many questions that I have as a South African um, performer that I I'd love to have a sit down with her. So cool. Um, as well as we Nimatik Izela Mandela, so Nelson Mandela's um, former wife. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. There's so much that she's done and contributed in being not only the right hand man of um, Nelson Mandela, but also a real mother of our nation. Mm. So I'd love to have those three. <laughs> what an awesome dinner. Yeah. What an awesome dinner party. And you got to think yeah. about what you'd serve, what you'd eat. Gosh, the list oh, goes on. Oh, man, a lot of pressure in the cooking department. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> are you a good Are you a, Actually, no, I don't know if you've answered that, if you're, if you're a cook or not. You cook noodles well. No, no. Not noodles, soup. Sorry, soup. <laughs> I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. With my cooking, I'm not, I'm not too bad. When I'm home, I know that um, when I'm home, everyone doesn't want to cook when I'm home. They want me to cook for them. So I think that's a good thing. That's got to say something. That's got to say something. <laughs> oh, so cool. So, yeah. so cool. Um, That's so funny. I wish... That's, <laughs> people say that about me Brad, what are you cooking tonight oh i'm cooking oh cool i'll use the kitchen after you oh okay <laughs> no nah, it's not that bad well amanda it has been such a cool conversation i mean i just i just love all the aspects of of performance and um lion king yes but also just your journey and just how we just kind of just went deep in straight away with like even talking about where we grew up and stuff, you know, um, I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed having these conversations. I don't know if you, I don't know if you feel the same, but I definitely have loved this last couple of hours. Honestly speaking, I've been waiting for this moment. We've been planning this for months and um, I really want to say thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for your time and your patience, you know, with me. <laughs> Um, it's been a crazy <laughs> time, but you've just really honestly been the greatest and just been so supportive. And thank you so much to everyone who's listening. I appreciate your guys' time and um, it is such an honor to be here. Thank you. What an amazing interview. One of the best. Good